following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. He has come for us. I love that declaration. How many of you need Jesus today? How many of you need to know him as the, as the Prince of Peace? Well, I preached my best sermon on peace when we were focusing on hope. So that was a tactical error. Um, but it's okay, because I just have a few words that, that I want to share this morning as it relates to peace. That's our Advent focus today, uh, is that he came to be our peace. That the declaration of the angels was peace on earth at his very arrival, that peace had arrived on the earth. And so as we talk about peace today, this is a, this is a, a word that is translated over 400 times in our Bible, peace. But as we talk about peace, we want to understand that peace isn't a concept, that peace isn't this sort of vapor or this, this thing that we can't experience, that peace is, is not just a feeling. Peace is not something that we just pray for and are desperate for in desperate times. I just... I just need peace. Yes, that's true. It's not a feeling that we're asking for. It's the very person of Jesus Christ showing up. And so we're looking to him as our peace today. The other thing we want to be sure of is that we recognize that peace is not the absence of conflict or the absence of noise. If that was true, all of you that are raising families would never know peace. <laughs> so peace is not the absence of noise. In fact, when, when that proclamation was made, peace on earth, in the midst of everything that was going on around Jesus' birth, I doubt that it was very quiet at all. I doubt that there was a moment's peace in the midst of that for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And we know that it's not quiet. We know that it's not the absence of conflict because conflict seemed to follow Jesus. Even though he was the Prince of Peace, there was conflict around him because peace is not a feeling. Peace is a force. Peace is not the absence of something. Peace is the presence of something. And it's a force in our lives that, that we can experience. Something came to earth that day. We know that it's not the absence of conflict or trial because when Jesus was speaking to the disciples before he went to the cross, he said, these things I've spoken to you that you may have peace. This is in John 13, 16, 33. I've spoken these things to you so that you can have peace because in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I have brought a presence that is a force 
in the midst of that. That is a tangible, a tangible thing. So peace in the New Testament, the word that was used was shalom. And it means wholeness, completeness, well-being, nothing broken. How many of us need the presence of peace in our lives, that kind of peace? There's a wholeness that we have access to. Even when everything around us feels broken, when things in our lives feel broken, it said Jesus came to be our peace, to be the one who restores completeness and wholeness. It was speaking of the brokenness between the relationship between God and man, that when God established man on earth, there was no brokenness in our relationship. It was completely whole. There was no brokenness in our relationship between one another, but he, but it, sin brought that, a separation. But he says, I came to establish peace, a wholeness, nothing broken, no separation. So this is what we're celebrating as we celebrate Christmas. In the New Testament, the word that's translated as peace, once again, the word is irene, and it means wholeness, essential parts being joined together, prosperity and welfare. This is what came to earth in Jesus. He came for our wholeness. And this was worth paying the price for. This is what he was willing to pay the great price, not just the price of the cross, but the risk of the manger. Do we understand how risky that was? The, that, that he put the power of this peace in a little baby. <laughs> and yet, it worked. This is, this is the peace that we can experience in our lives because he came, because he understands conflict. He understands trial. He understands tribulation. But he stood as peace in the midst of it. And he did that for our sake, on our behalf. So the question that we're asking ourselves today is, is he the Prince of Peace in my life? In Isaiah, it says his name will be called the Prince of Peace, that he would be the captain, the ruler of peace. Is that ruling in my life? In Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful that word rule means to act as an umpire. Isn't that interesting? That it would, it would make the determination. The peace of God would make the determination in our lives. It would make the call. So that when a play happens in my life, when something happens in my life, I look to his peace to make the call on what he's doing in that situation. I look to his peace to make the call on what, how I should respond. Another definition is to make the call in a conflict between opposing forces. When things come into my life opposing the peace of God, opposing the wholeness of God, we have a prince of peace who can act as a ruler and make the call on our behalf for peace. So 
Today we celebrate the price that was paid for peace, that he offers it to us as a gift. And the other thing that we can know for certain is that it is an increasing, not necessarily in what we see in our eyes, but it says his name will be called the Prince of Peace and of his government and of his peace there will be no end, that there was an, an increase of his government, an increase of his peace, and there would be no end to it. So today we're celebrating that his peace is increasing in our lives. His peace is, is continuing to have its work. He's continuing to put all the broken pieces together. Have you ever seen someone do a Rubik's Cube? I don't do them. That is not my jam. But, but have you ever seen someone do one and they have one side completely done and you go, oh look, you have a side done. But they have to mess that side up to get the rest of it done. That really stresses me out. God is moving all of the essential parts and pieces to come together in wholeness. And when it looks like he's messed up one of the sides that we've completed, we can know that he's putting everything into perfect peace. He's putting everything into perfect shalom and wholeness in our lives. Amen? Amen. So let's make that declaration today as we worship around his peace. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.